Stigma. Strength. Stigma. Strength. Stigma. Strength. Stigma. To strength. A podcast by the Charlie Waller Trust where we have honest conversations about young people's mental health. Hello and welcome back to Stigma to Strength. I'm Kyanne. I'm Eliza. And today we're talking about life transitions. Um, so as usual, before we get into the meat of the conversation, we're going to talk about something that we feel strong about this week. So what do you feel strong about this week, Eliza? This week, I feel strong about the fact that I've actually started properly meal prepping for my lunches at uni because I thought this is just getting ridiculous. I can't be spending so much on a pretty mediocre salad from the uni library. So I have enough also to last me a lifetime that I am eating every lunch. But that's actually been really good good no that's nice to stay prepared exactly Anne, what do you feel strong about this week this week I feel strong about my jazz playlist that I've created because I love jazz music but for some reason I've just never organized my music into the actual playlist so now I can listen to it whenever I want so yeah I'm very happy about that I love a jazz playlist you might have to send that over to me what's one thing that you feel is stigmatized I think one thing that stigmatized is For me, not washing up my plate as soon as I've eaten. I know for some people this is a massive pet peeve, but like after I've eaten a meal, I don't want to immediately go downstairs and wash up my plate. And being home alone at the moment has been nice to not have people saying, please wash up your plates. So yeah, I feel like that's quite stigmatized. Um, What about you? Yeah, true. How long do you leave it though? It's not like days or weeks. No, no, but like I want to leave it at least like half an hour. I'm not going to immediately like... After I'm full as well. Yeah, it's just relax for a little bit one thing I would say is you know we're November come it's starting to think about Christmas and I think there's sometimes quite a lot of pressure in like the media and um everywhere around now to like spend loads and loads of money at Christmas and get everyone amazing presents and it's always you know advertisement is like everywhere of what are you going to get for like your loved ones for Christmas and stuff like that And as a student who doesn't have loads of money, it can be quite stressful. And I think that's just something which is, you know, sometimes a bit like it's not really spoken about how much money is such a taboo topic. Um, But there is quite a lot of pressure, I think, on people nowadays that you have to spend loads of money to give someone a nice Christmas present. Whereas actually some of the like nicest things are the smaller presents that you give to someone which are really thoughtful and stuff of course because like i think a lot of times on adverts it'll be like oh show someone that you care about them this christmas like there are other ways to show people that you care about them okay so for this week we are speaking about life transitions and you know different experiences of that and how to cope and how to make it you know easier and how to kind of process it all we wanted to pick this topic because throughout life um, even at like our young age you are always going through some sort of transition whether it's big or small it might just be going to your next academic year or it's moving house and some of them are in your control and you have to be thinking about them and make a decision which can be difficult in itself and others are completely out of your control which also adds a different aspect of challenge to it because it might be a decision that parents or someone else has made so we think it stigmatizes sometimes you know it's a really challenging thing which other friends might not be going through so they might not understand how complicated it is like moving house or something or everyone might be going through it and some people find it really easy so you might be embarrassed to say if you're really struggling so we just want to talk about it and discuss our experience and some top tips 
Yeah, I agree. I think that as you get older, there's a lot of pressure to get on with change, but it can be difficult to do that and to manage. And lots of people do find it difficult, no matter what age they're at. Yeah. And also because it's the biggest thing that we've, you know, you've done at the moment. So I think sometimes, you know, say when I was doing GCSEs, like my siblings were were doing A-levels and that seems much more important and stuff. But for me, that life transition and change is really daunting. And so it's having that kind of awareness for either people younger than you or like being open with older people and your parents or whatever it is to say, I know this in the grand scheme of things might not actually be a huge of a deal compared to what they are going through. But actually for me, this is the biggest thing that I've done yet. So I am really nervous or I'm worried about this aspect because it's all valid. Big changes are really scary and the uncertainty that comes with it. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our first section, which is about moving schools and changing year groups. So first of all, we're going to listen to a voice note by one of our fellow student ambassadors called Andrew, and he's going to talk a little bit more about the transition of moving to sixth form. I think the transition from high school to sixth form is is a similarly big one. It's going from sixth form to university. There's, again, a further step up of more responsibility, more self-directed learning that you need to do in sixth form. However, you still don't quite have the responsibilities and also the freedoms that you do as an adult. You still have to have register. You still have to dress according to certain uniform policies that the sixth form may have. And that can be you know, really frustrating. You're, you're on the cusp of being a child and being an adult, and it can really feel like a halfway house where you're kite stuck. Yeah, I think it's so valid all the points that Andrew makes about moving into sick form because it is a really confusing kind of stage. You know, you're at your last part of school. Um, so you are older and often you're kind of at the top of your school. Um, so you do have more independence, but you are still in the academic situation. You're not at uni, you don't have the full independence. So you're kind of battling between things like lots of academics also social pressure with kind of starting to go to parties and drinking and things like that but then also still being kind of sometimes like babied by the school in some aspects where like Andrew is saying about you're still having to wear school uniform and often clothes that you don't like and things like that so you can't fully express yourself and be treated like an adult because you're not yet but lots of people are growing up and want to be treated you know as an adult yeah I mean I agree because I think like lots of my friends they went to um, colleges but for me I stayed on at the sixth form and it was very it was an odd transition because like you said on one hand there was that independence like we had lots of free periods where we had to manage our own time and do our own work but we did have to dress in the sixth form dress code and also unlike college where it's like I don't think you have to go in every single day. Like at least from my friends, it was like only if they have lessons. But for me, every single day I had to go to school and I had to be there by 8.25. Otherwise I would get a detention. And I was like, I don't know. I thought it was weird to have on one hand so much independence, but also kind of be in the same boat as like the year sevens that have just come into school as well. Yeah, because some of the rules they just keep, which you're like, surely they could move on from this one when we're 18. And I think another thing is like, like we kind of touched on there are just so many different things thrown at you at that point in life because you're trying to do your a levels or whatever kind of system you're in you're also 
trying to be really social and make new friends and like lots of people are trying out like relationships for the first time and stuff like that and then some people are thinking about uni you're thinking about what your next step is and normally you know kind of your next life transition is going into GCSEs or going into like secondary school and stuff like that whereas suddenly you're you kind of are the one who's responsible to be thinking do I want to be applying to uni do I want to be going into a job do I want to be taking a year out and stuff like that so I think for me I didn't struggle that much with like academic pressure only because in in terms of like staying on at the sixth form my school were very strict about it so um it was kind of easy because they were still regulating everything but socially things were difficult because it was like you know I was finally going to my first parties I feel like I went to my first party a lot later than most people so I went when I was 18 I, I went to my first party and it was such a such an interesting experience because I think I was so nervous because I was like are, are people gonna know that I'm like not new to this and like you know I was feeling all sorts of emotions but I think that it's kind of up to you to kind of decide what is normal for you and what isn't well I always thought that like when I first started going to my first parties that it would kind of then become a part of me and then I would just always be going to parties. Also, I kind of figured, because the way everyone would speak about it was as if they really enjoyed it. So I thought, you know, I'm definitely going to have a good time. But my first party I ever went to, I, I got my shoes stolen. Someone else tried to steal my jacket and then I saw them wearing it. <laughs> and I said, I think that's mine. But I think it's about like kind of acknowledging that just because you're in a new setting and you're trying these new sort of milestones almost that everyone always talks about going to parties and things like that you don't have to have a good time you know your first experience might not be the most enjoyable one and also it doesn't have to become part of you yeah because it's just so hugely stigmatized to say you know you're told whoa you're like 16 17 18 you can finally start going to parties you can start going out you can start like having loads more fun you know that your parents or whoever is in charge of you has let you out of the house and stuff like this so you should be like should be thinking this is so exciting and amazing and then if you're like oh actually this is new experience is something that I'm not really enjoying it seems really daunting to say this to your friends or to older people who have said like oh you're gonna have the best time when you finally get into sick form and you can have all these new experiences but obviously, you know, things are daunting at the beginning and you might end up liking it as well. It's not to say if you have one bad experience at the beginning, then that's you. You don't ever want to be socializing again and stuff like that. Like I remember I found like parties and some stuff like that when I was in sick form way less fun than I find them now that I'm at uni. Um, and I think at sick form, it was kind of everyone was new to it and it was all just like a bit random and some people's parents gave them so much freedom and some people didn't. And there was this kind of mismatch with some of that. Whereas now that we're all older and we're at uni, I love parties and socializing and stuff like that. So I think it's like, even if you don't enjoy it at that time, cause it's such a difficult transitioning time, then that's also fine. You don't have to think I'm never ever gonna enjoy a party again or I'm never gonna enjoy seeing friends again and all of this and stuff. Yeah, and I think like kind of relating to that is like, when you do start going to parties, I think something that people don't talk about is kind of staying safe, especially, you know, lots of these things that like you'll probably be coming back quite late and lots of people, especially like if it's around, you know, sixth form where you might be learning how to drive, but you might not have a car yet or things like that. So you will probably get public transport. And I feel like it's important to, you know, remember how to stay safe because lots of people they wouldn't be used to that especially if you've been drinking or anything like that um yeah, yeah. and different people come at 
come at it from a, like a different background like some people will have been like I remember I was kind of out and about by myself from quite a young age and probably because I'm like the youngest child so it was kind of more okay then whereas some of my friends were allowed to go on like the tube and stuff at a much later age so they might be much more nervous than I was at that stage which like you just have to kind of respect your friends and understand why they might be more nervous and not be kind of judgmental of it and be like oh that's so embarrassing because it's like it's so valid that the first time you're doing all of these experiences that you are scared. Yeah and I think relating to that again is the idea that of course in these settings you will be becoming more independent but it's still okay to like want support from other people and to actually still need that support. For example, like I know like the first party I went to, it was quite an independent time. You know, I was like drinking and meeting loads of new people, that kind of thing. But um, I remember really wanting to be picked up. So I got um, a lift home with my friend and her mum. And it's like still kind of wanting to just, to know that that support is there. And it's like you can accept it whether you choose but it's kind of that gives you the confidence to then decide to be more independent so now we're going to move on to our second section which is more kind of about moving house or leaving home or moving back into home after uni or um, at the end of term i think moving from university back home can be quite hard and i think it can actually bring about its own challenges in the same way that moving from home to university does as well I think one of the biggest things that's hard is that you go to university and you change a lot. You change massively, I think. And then you come back home and things are the same. And your parents and your family and your friends expect you to be that same person who you were that you left, you know, eight, nine months ago. But you're not, you know, you've, you've changed, you've grown. And it can be hard to kind of reconcile this, you know, this new person who you are that you've grown into, essentially, and the person that you used to be. It's something that not only you have to grow and process and adjust to, it's also something that your family needs to adjust to. And that can naturally occur at different rates. It can it can be hard. I think it's so important what Andrew's saying because it is really hard being given so much independence at uni which is exciting and you know challenging but really great to grow as a person but this then does bring challenges when you come home whether that's at the end of your time at uni or even just term time like I personally definitely notice it when I go from kind of cooking for myself living in a flat you know with friends and having as much independence as you can then suddenly coming back home to live with my parents which is great but it does feel weird because like I do kind of feel like I could be 12 again you know it's hard to get the balance between this and I think one way that's really helped with me is having honest conversations with your parents and like discussing about whether you do want to be independent or whether you do need their support because we are still young you know like you're in a year out I'm at uni we do still need support we're not 50 living by ourselves so like it is nice to still have that support but then also as Andrew is saying like your parents or whoever you're living with needs to respect that you are independent and you are growing up and you're an adult and that they can't kind of tell you absolutely everything what you can and can't do and they need to grow with you and understand that you are getting older. I think to some extent I do agree because I actually had a conversation with my mum and I was like oh you're gonna think I'm actually just a burden now I'm just a leech on your resources and she was like no like it's completely fine and for me I feel like I have the perfect balance of being independent but still being 
to be fair a bit coddled like my mum cooks all of my meals <laughs> um I, I feel like I didn't have to worry about anything which is nice because it means that I can use my mental resources on other things like for example my applications that I'm doing or any work and I think as well it's important to look at it from the parents point of view because back when I was like 16 I would always talk to my mum and be like you know why won't you let me be more independent why won't you let me do all of these things and she was like you know you have to understand that it's difficult for me to see you growing up and you're doing all of these things now and it's like especially when before I decided I was going to take a year out I was going to go to uni and I'm my mum's only child so it was like suddenly she's not going to have someone there so I think it's important to also see from the parents point of view that like when people come back home like after uni or wherever it is that they might be coming from it's kind of like they might just resume back into that default because it's what they feel comfortable with so yeah I think looking at it from both sides is good as well yeah definitely because it's like a year to us at uni or wherever you are at sixth form or something we change so much more than probably they change you know what I feel like once you're an adult you get to the stage where like you're probably not changing that drastically each year whereas one year before you started uni to the after your first year you can change like a huge amount which isn't a bad thing like it's not bad if you you know some people are like oh you shouldn't change completely when you go to uni and stuff but like it's fine if you grow and develop but it's not really surprising that it takes time to adjust both for yourself and for your parents or whoever you're living with to adjust to living with each other again after you've had a time apart. Yeah, of course. And I think that sometimes, like when I think back to when I would speak to my mum and ask for like more independence, sometimes I feel like my demands were a bit like outlandish. <laughs> like I think, you know, as we, we are growing older, like you said, but I do still feel like I need like a lot of support from my mum and I don't have any shame in admitting that. Like I have a lot of independence, but the only reason I feel comfortable to even have that independence is because of the support that I have from my mum. It's really hard and you're like, you know, you're told that independence is so amazing and so exciting, but sometimes you do need that support and it's good to ask for it, whether that's from the people you're living with, your parents or from your friends, because no one has life sus. And I don't think people who are like 60 would also say they have life sus necessarily. Now we're going to talk about how you can actually cope with these changes as they happen. So we're going to start off with a voice note by Gracie, Eliza's sister, on the consistency of a routine. Big life changes can be really overwhelming and scary. And I think it can be tempting sometimes to suddenly look at your whole life and think you need to change everything. And so if you're starting at uni, you might think, oh, and I need to dress in a different way or be friends with these different people. And you start to change so much of your life and your routine. Whereas I would really recommend if you do have a big life change coming up, like starting a new job or starting at uni for the first time, then try and keep as much as you can about your the rest of your life as normal as possible. And then it will make that change much easier. It keeps you grounded. Stick to your routine, whether that's seeing the same friends as you normally do or eating like you normally do and try and sleep as much as you know you need to. Keep those things ticking along and then the big change will be less scary. I thought that was really interesting um, what she was saying about, you know, um, not having to change everything at once because I feel like that can be good. But also I feel like sometimes when you just have a complete like change of routine, that can also be quite beneficial because you're turning over a new leaf and you're starting a new chapter and you just, you have the chance to sort of reinvent yourself. And that's not to say that you need to change everything about yourself, but I think that's one of the really nice things about transitions like I know for me for example 
when I um, moved house, it was a chance to completely, you know, I could change my room exactly how I wanted to and I could do things differently. Um, and I think developing new routines uh, can be something really exciting yeah I completely agree it's like it is a like if there are things that you've been doing in your life or like habits that you have that aren't excellent then sometimes a big life change is the perfect time to kind of reevaluate that and make a change that in the same aspect I think if there are things that you know are going really well like talking about kind of if you your friendships and stuff like that and your support network or any sort of mental health toolkit that you have of like whether you know that running is good for you or whatever other ways that keep you kind of mentally healthy then I think it's great to try and like kind of go back to basics and those are things that you can control if there's something out of control like someone you know say your parents have moving house but you didn't have a say in that and stuff there are some things which you can keep consistent which I think can be kind of a safety blanket for you so you know like this makes me happy or these are things that have worked in the past when things have been difficult so I'm going to keep them going. I think as well when you're moving on to sort of a new chapter in your life and you you are going through these transitions for me I know that endings are really important say if you have a situation with someone and you feel like you haven't really gotten the closure that you needed but you're about to move into this new phase in your life I think it is important to get that closure and to kind of close that chapter and then you can move on as well and in that way um, like you said you can still keep the things that work for you consistent and you can keep that the same but also if you have any sort of unhealthy habits or anything that you don't want to bring into this new transition then you can kind of just not bring that into your new phase I think um, communication is something that's going to be very important in in any aspects of life but especially when you're going through these big changes so it's about kind of like talking about how you're feeling because lots of times people can kind of assume like for example um when i moved to house everyone was saying you know you must be very excited like this is such an amazing thing for you and the thing is i was very excited but also i was nervous but i felt like i couldn't really communicate that whereas i feel like if i had you know being able to communicate that earlier that would have made the transition a lot easier and I would have been able to get more support and I think that goes for any sort of transition it's just talking about how you feel about it so that other people can know how best to support you stigma to strength a charlie waller podcast and that also might change and that's absolutely fine like it might be that you know you're really really excited to move house and then actually suddenly you move and it's not going quite as well as you think and you're finding it much harder and that's like completely fine as well it's like you don't have to say I'm going to find this easy in my life and that's how it's going to happen or I'm going to find this really tricky and then sometimes actually you're surprised and it all goes better than you think so just like taking each day as it comes and trying not to kind of overly think about which is easier said than done but like overly think about the huge picture and like sometimes you have to go back to basics and focus on each day when you're going through lots of changes well yeah speaking about the bigger picture and not like sort of over analyzing uh, i think it would be good for us to also talk about the fear around making big decisions in terms of like the certain life transitions that you might be going through and also sometimes the regret and the sort of wondering that can come as a result of that because i know that like when you're making these big decisions for example going to university moving house whatever it might be you can feel very confident in the moment but you know as it progresses I feel like there can be I know for me um even taking a gap year and rejecting my university offers 
I had a massive phase and still now sometimes I wonder you know did I make the right decision it's I feel like it's only natural and people always talk about you know YOLO and like (laughs) and not living with regrets and I feel like that's easier said than done it's not that you regret every choice that you've made but I feel like it's natural to have an element of wondering because it's like you have lots of different paths and if you take a different path your life can be totally different so it's natural to kind of wonder what could my life have looked like if I did this instead exactly and like it's so hot we're making a lot of these big decisions that we're making we're making them at a very young age um and so it's so hard to know you know at 16 what a levels I want to pick if I'm then going to go to uni or if I'm going to go straight into a job or what I want to do you know you're making these decisions when you're younger without loads and loads of life experience necessarily so it's not really surprising that that one is really daunting and then sometimes you do make the wrong decision and like I know that I've had some decisions I'm so happy with and others that I'm less happy with like I'm not 100% sure that I definitely picked the right degree um thinking about it now I don't know and that's something which sometimes like at the beginning I was like this is really frustrating and you can get quite worked up about it because it is a big life decision but actually thinking about it more and kind of like if I'm kind of beating myself up about that and really dwelling on that then that's only affecting me negatively sometimes then you just have to kind of try as much as you can to just roll with it and be like look I was young when I was making these decisions I didn't really know and also you don't know what would happen if you were doing the other thing and like as we often say the grass is always greener and you might think or if I had gone down this other path, then this would be so much easier or this wouldn't have happened and stuff like that. But actually, we can never predict it. But I think it's important to feel like you can talk about it because I think there's sometimes an element of embarrassment if you do regret a decision because often you kind of have to like defend it a lot and people will then sort of question it and it almost seems like I don't know awkward or embarrassing if you have made the wrong decision because you were the one who chose that and you were probably passionate about it a couple of years ago or you really wanted to do that when you decided it but now it's not actually worked out quite as well yeah of course for me taking a gap year one reason why I took the gap year was because I initially applied to study psychology but um, I ended up not really being sure if that's what I wanted to study and I was speaking to my mum and I said like you know I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life and she said something that I thought was really interesting she said you know you don't have to know what you're going to be doing in the next 10 even five years just think about what you enjoy right now think about the next sort of maybe three years of your life and what do you think you will enjoy in this next in these next three years and I feel like by sort of taking it one day at a time and breaking up into smaller chunks like that it's a lot easier to kind of cope with change and to deal with your decisions because then now when I'm making my decisions I'm not thinking like okay this is going to affect the next 20 years of my life I'm thinking I think it's like it's good to give yourself the benefit of the doubt I know for me I've just turned 19 and I know for you Eliza like you're only you're in your final year at uni like we're still young and I think giving yourself the benefit of the doubt is very important because obviously we need to make decisions right now but these decisions are not going to they're not the be all end all like for the for the rest of our whole life definitely and like you can always you know if you make a decision that actually you think is not the best one you there's always ways around it and there's always ways to change it and then sometimes you make a decision that wasn't great but actually it works out for the better Thank you for listening to this episode. As always, we're going to signpost to some resources that may help you because 
we are not professionals so if you are struggling then we would advise you to look at these resources so for example the Charlie Waller Trust has been working with Oxford University recently to develop a project called Co-Ray and it's evidence-based and there's lots of free resources and lesson plans and videos about top tips on how to manage the anxiety surrounding big changes in your life. And our two favourite top tips of theirs are, one, remember that uncertainty is normal and it doesn't always mean that something bad is going to happen. And secondly, try not to always avoid transitions because actually they can be really helpful to develop and grow as a person. We also want to acknowledge the Big Give Christmas Challenge that's coming up towards the end of November. It's a perfect opportunity to make a donation to the Charlie Waller Trust from midday on Tuesday the 28th of November to midday on Tuesday the 5th of December. Every donation made will be doubled. As always, you can look at the description to see what we're doing on our socials and interact with us and let us know if you have any ideas for things that we can discuss in future episodes. I've been Kayan. I've been Eliza. And this has been Stigma to Strength. Thank you so much for listening and 